the heartache that I think all of us are seeing in Sudan, the tenuous peace in Ethiopia, the attack on Black lives in the United States. You know, it just takes your breath away. It continues to remind us of our humanity, our shared humanity. And, and last week I read an article by Kenyan writer Nanjala Nyambolo and her title really, really struck me and it really made me pause and that's why I wanted to have this conversation with you. She wrote an article entitled, In a World on Fire, What Do We Owe Each Other? Nanjala posits that in the very least, we should be concerned about issues beyond our boundaries and that our fundamental obligation to anyone who considers themselves a global citizen, anyone, our fundamental obligation is to be concerned. She's my Salam and hello everyone. My name is Lily Bakala Piper and thank you for tuning in today. I am so glad that you've tuned in this April, the last week of April. I cannot believe that we are already, is it a quarter, a third of the way through 2023? I mean, Happy New Year, everybody. I mean, we're basically, we are at the finish line, it feels like. The time is flying. We are just, you know, speeding through this year. It's, it's kind of incredible. But I just wanted to take this episode to just pause the show a little bit. You know, as you know, I typically have a guest here on the other side of the mic, and I'd be introducing them right about now. We'd be getting into it and talking about their wonderful work and ideas. But this week, it's just me, just me and you having a chat, friend to friend, heart to heart. I wanted to just pause the show a little bit and talk to you. I have been so grateful to hear from so many of you over these last few months. You know, we've been asking our listeners, what is bringing you joy? And you have been so gracious to share your stories with us about spending time with family, about the creative work that you're working on, about the different places and, and things that you're experiencing. And that has been incredible. Uh, we've also heard from you about the things that have been hard, the things that are happening in your community, about the ways that some of the episodes have touched you. You know, we heard from a lot of listeners from uh, Kevin Marchero's episode and thanking us for sharing his voice, about sharing his path to being an activist for the queer community. We heard from many of you after the episode we did way back actually in January um, about Food for Education and their incredible work feeding hungry kids. And we heard from you about, you know, talking about the drought and what that meant to you. We heard from you after Abdi Latif Tahir came on the show and what representation at the heights of the New York Times meant to you. And, and a lot of you resonated with Abdi's story around the Somali tea, which was great. Not just the Somali tea, I have to say, but also the needle, which I still don't understand, but you know, okay, we, we just allow. <laughs> it's been wonderful to hear just about the way that the stories and the guests have touched you. And we are so grateful to hear from each and every one of you. And I wanted to take this opportunity today to talk to you about a few things that have been on my mind. You know, as I said, this is April, we are flying through this year and this month has been a big one for us here at the show. It um, was my birthday, just per on a personal note, that has really nothing to do with the show, but <laughs> I did turn older, 47, Wah! getting a little too close to 50, my friends, wow. But you know, young at heart, as they say, but you know, something about getting closer to that fifth floor makes you, the air a little thinner, makes you think a little deeper. And so I, I have some thoughts. I have some thoughts on that process. But also in the last couple of weeks, I mean, um, 
the heartache that I think all of us are seeing in Sudan, the tenuous peace in Ethiopia, the attack on Black lives in the United States, you know, it just takes your breath away. It continues to remind us of our humanity, our shared humanity. And, and last week, I read an article by Kenyan writer Nanjala Nyambolo, and her title really, really struck me, and it really made me pause, and that's why I wanted to have this conversation with you. She wrote an article entitled, In a World on Fire, What Do We Owe Each Other? I love how she strung that title together because she's absolutely right. It doesn't matter where you look. You know, if you look north to Sudan, if you look, you know, east to, oh, sorry, that's west, west to the United States, it, you cannot help but feel the world is on fire. And yet, don't we have a responsibility to each other? You know, it's a question we ask ourselves um, as a part of this team, Becky and Rahman and I, as we put together these episodes, what do we owe our listeners? What do we owe our audience? What do we owe each other as African women who are trying to make the least the audio space a better one and a, a place that we want to be? Nanjala posits that in the very least, we should be concerned about issues beyond our boundaries and that our fundamental obligation to anyone who considers themselves a global citizen, anyone, our fundamental obligation is to be concerned. That's, that's like the bare minimum. And she's absolutely right. In her article, she talks about the fact that it's a year since the war in Ukraine started, that this past week, almost 40 people died in Mexico, and many of them were fleeing the conflict in Venezuela. She mentions the war in Syria and the and tens and thousands of lives that have been lost. And that is not to diminish the heartache that we feel here at the home on the ground. Her point only is, is that we owe those citizens across the world who we will never meet, whose names we do not know, we owe them to bear witness. We owe it to them to hold space for them. And I think she's absolutely right. And as I've thought about how do I do that myself? How do I bear witness? How do I create space? I think my only extension of that would be to say, let me try and create justice where I am. You know, God has not given me influence everywhere, but he has given me influence somewhere in some places, certainly right at home and just in my little family, but also in other places. And, and how can I, in this world on fire, bring some water, right? How can I bring some relief to the places and the communities and the people I care about? You know, as I think about Ralph Yarl, this young 16-year-old Black boy in the United States who was shot two times, once above his eye and another time in the shoulder, simply because he rang the wrong doorbell when he was going to pick up his twin brothers. When I think about Ralph, I'm struck by the violence against Black lives that continues to persist. And I'm still asking everyone I know, do Black lives really matter? But I'm also struck by the fact that his family immigrated from Liberia to the United States, just like my family immigrated from Ethiopia. Things are not that different. The issue is not that far. Bearing witness to his story bears witness to my sons, who will soon go back to the United States, where they have never lived, where their lives hang in the balance. I cannot tell you the genuine trepidation I feel as a Black mother about sending my sons to the United States for the first time on their own to live in a country that does not value their lives, in a country that sees them as a threat first and as a human being second. And by bearing witness to Ralph's lives, to Ralph's life, I hold space for that suffering 
and in the very least I get involved. You know, the great um, Muri author and indigenous activist Lila Watson has this beautiful quote that I love. She says that if you have come to help me, you are wasting your time. But if you have come because your liberation is bound up together with mine, let us work together. That's just it. See, liberation and justice cannot be an act of charity. It cannot be a savior mentality. I act because my liberation is bound up in Ralph's freedom. I act because my liberation is bound up in the peace and the security of the Ukrainian people. I act because my liberation is bound up in what happens in Mexico. That's why I act, because my liberation is bound up in yours and your liberation is bound up in mine. You know, we've got to get away from this idea that I'm doing for you because I have. I'm doing for you because I have power. I'm doing for you because I have privilege. No, because my friend, they come for all of us. They come for all of us in the end. So we work, we strive, we tell stories, we fight, we push back, we demand, we raise our voices because our liberation, our freedom, our struggle, our story is bound up in each other's struggle and freedom and story. They are one and the same. They are bound together. As the good book says, a cord of three strands is not easily broken. So a couple episodes ago, my good friend Sajda Khalil, who is an educator for liberation, was on the show. And she said something that really I feel like I should have tattooed across my forehead. She said there is joy and justice. You know, the show has always been about joy and justice. But Sasha put it so beautifully, there is joy in justice, in fighting for justice, in pushing for justice, in raising my voice for justice. I create joy for myself, for my community, for my family, for strangers. And so I thought about that a lot lately. How do I create more justice? The joy will come. It's there. It's going to be there. It's like when you mix, you know, a cappuccino, the foam eventually comes to the top. Just get to mixing. So get to mixing that that justice. So where do I start? I start here, where I am. How do I do that? You know, we've been asking you, what's bringing you joy? I think I'd want to ask all of you, tell us, how are you creating joy? How are you creating justice? What are you getting about? What are you busy about that is creating safer and better places for all of us to be? How are you answering Nanjala's question in this world on fire? What are you doing for those around you to bring some water to the fire? Put it out at least where you are. So let me think about what our family is trying to do and have to, has done. I can only start there, right? And I would be a fraud if I didn't at least have the vulnerability to share with you what we've tried to do. You know, when the holidays come, we ask our kids, find organizations of people who are doing work in communities already, who are from the community already, who know the community already. <laughs> so people there in the community doing the work from the community Bring that to us, your ideas, and we'll bring the money. You just find the ideas, you find the organization, and we'll give what we can to support them. So that's one thing, just getting our kids involved in that process as early as possible, empowering them to find the people who already have the solutions and supporting them in the ways that we can. The other thing we're trying to do is buy local as much as we can. That is not always, always possible, but it's, it's a lot of times possible. One of my friends just recently was telling me about you know, her veggie vendor. And I was like, oh, that gets me one step closer to, you know, the Shamba Shamba guy, the original 
guy at the farm, you know, so tell me your veggie person so I can at least get my economic system in line so that I'm benefiting that person as much as I can. Buying local really does bring justice to our economic, economic systems in a way that sometimes we don't even understand the full benefit and what that does for local artisans, for local, you know, produce makers and, and creators and and all those local economies that we depend on but don't always see, it makes a huge difference. So buy local, buy African. We had uh, Navalayo, oh, I'm going to mess up her last name, Ombati Osemba, Ombati, I think last time, Navalayo Ombati Osemba, she's the CEO of Enda. Navalayo, if you're listening, I'm sorry, I messed up your name. But Navalayo was like, I buy black, I just buy African as much as I can. So buy African, buy local. Lastly, get involved in political landscape wherever you are. You know, there is, can feel so helpless to see what's happening, you know. But like on behalf of the heartache I feel for Khartoum, I am writing to lawmakers in the United States. I am writing to senators. I am writing to the district attorney in Ralph Yarrow's case, demanding justice. I am writing and in getting involved with Amnesty International here. So if you don't know where to start, go to Amnesty's website and look up a chapter where you are. I promise you it's the lowest bar to entry. They will sign you up. They'll get you involved. They'll give you a way to respond with a call to action right now, wherever you are in the world. If you are in the United States, look up your senator, write to them. They will write you back or they should call them, call the district attorneys. If you're here in, in the continent, you know, I don't even know. Honestly, if I was in Ethiopia, like I don't even know who you would call but you can call those representatives, get involved, spend 10 minutes off of TikTok and find out who can I call to raise my voice, whose liberation is also bound up in mind that I can hold accountable at this moment in time. How do I create that justice? How do I create that joy? So that's it, friends. You know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, this is, I guess, a bit of a soapbox, but I don't really want a soapbox too much. But this April, I've just been thinking so much about this heartache, this world that we live in. But I am so glad that I share it with each and every one of you because I know all of us in our own way are creating more joy and we're creating more justice. And in the process, isn't it beautiful that there is joy and justice? Going to bed knowing that we have done what we can to hold space, to bear witness for our brothers, our sisters, our cross borders. And the very least, that's what we can do. And so that makes me very excited and grateful to share the world with you. So thank you for listening today. Write to us. Let us know what you're doing to create more justice, more joy, wherever you are. For Africa, for the diaspora, for all of our children. Thanks for listening. Love you all. And I appreciate you. You don't need to try Every time you smile Summer in your eyes I, I, I Don't ask me why I'm by your side You keep me alive Keep me